Everett, it, uh, it's great to have you on the podcast today. And I remember we were in Long Beach. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I remember that we were in Augusta, Georgia last year at the Magic Conference uh, down there for Goodwill. And it'd been a little while since you and I had had a chance to, to talk. And you were telling me that you were actually at a new Goodwill and that you are now running uh, a program that, that, that really piqued my interest. I was wondering, could you maybe tell me the story behind how you came to, to be behind this new program that's at this Goodwill and, and exactly what you're doing at the Goodwill right now? Sure. That's a really good question, Elias. And uh, I was um, having a conversation with Mark Barth, who's the current uh, president and CEO at that Goodwill. And he was telling me about what he wanted to do. He wanted to make sure that everybody in his goodwill uh, was able to reach the highest level of self-sufficiency that they could, all of their associates. And I was really interested in that. Uh, I love the work that I had done at uh, Goodwill Industries International with executive development and senior leader programs but I wanted to impact uh, more. I wanted to impact those middle-level managers, frontline associates, and uh, help them gain those leadership development skills that the senior leaders and senior-level executives already have. So asked him if I could be a part of that, and he said, well, yeah, come and work for me, and um, you can launch our Goodwill Academy of Virginia. So we did that in July of this past year, July of 2023. We launched the Goodwill Academy of Virginia, and you know that, that Goodwill had some programs in the past. You know, They had a couple of uh, workshops here, a couple of on-demand uh, classes there, but really, Goodwill Academy is is pulling all of that together under one umbrella. And it really focuses on three areas. One, the job training. So really helping people get better at their job, uh, whether that be in our retail area, whether it be in our contracts area, whether it be in one of our support areas. And so that's the first focus. The second focus is career development. We want to make sure that people are developing in their careers or developing into a new career if they wanted a new career. And so we have uh, workshops and classes that are focused on career development as well. And then the third tier is really, uh, I think what piqued your interest was that leadership development, uh, giving those middle-level managers the tools they need to succeed uh, to develop themselves and to develop their frontline associates so that we have this continual um, succession plan, this continual growth and development within our organization. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's an amazing thing, right? Because you work with Goodwill for so long and you get used to the idea that, that Goodwill's help people overcome barriers to employment. And, and between you and me, that's what draws me to work with Goodwill. I love that mission. And I see what you guys, I, it took me a minute to, uh, when I spoke with you to, to understand what you were saying, that this is not just more training, that you're actually able now to, to maybe take people to the next level, right? That they're, they're not just learning how to work, but they can have career development. And if they want a new job path, they can have a new job path. And if they want a leadership, you know, if they want to be a manager, if they want to be in, in a leadership position, that they can start out small, that they can go big. I, I, I love this. You know, uh, 
I, I imagine that starting something from scratch has hurdles and, and that, yeah. you know, you know, it has hurdles, right? Uh, yeah. You know, you laugh. Tell me about some of the hurdles that you guys have faced uh, trying to trying to get this thing started. So I think the biggest hurdle, you know, we have um, the theory, we have the classes, we have the workshops, we have the design, we have, you know, all of the tools to create the programs. I would say our biggest hurdles are in stickiness. And what I mean by stickiness is, you know, our associates uh, participating in the workshops, participating with the career advisor, going online to take an online class, but then really being able to apply it in their work setting um, and really get that, you know, practice. You know, we talk a lot about soft or essential skills, and I don't know why they're called soft skills because they're the hardest skills to learn. I mean, you know, it doesn't take long to learn how to, you know, do a formula in Excel worksheet, but it takes a while to learn how to have a really productive conversation with somebody. And yep. uh, especially if it's there's conflict involved. So the stickiness is really where we're seeing um, some of our challenges. And so, you know, there's some things that we're trying to do to make sure that we, um, through our career advisors, through our learning and development team, um, whenever I get uh, feedback and observations from managers is really to go back. Well, what did you learn in class? What did you learn in that workshop? What did you um, take away from that learning experience that you had? And how can you resolve your issue by utilizing the content that you learned in that class? Yeah. Um, I've had a, I've had a couple of people come up to me and say, "Hey, Everett, I think we need a workshop on this." And I'm like, "Well, we already have a workshop on that. <laughs> didn't didn't you send people to it, or didn't you attend it? Well, maybe." attend that workshop and then let's talk about, you know, what other needs we have. So, yeah. Yeah. I get that. Right. Because you, you get the theory and, and, and it makes sense while you're in the class, but then you're presented with the situation. Maybe it doesn't, do do you, do you have uh, an example of somebody who maybe didn't get it at first, but was able to finally, you know what, it's finally starting to stick and uh, they're, they're moving forward. Yeah. We, you know, I have a couple of examples. One example that comes to mind is uh, an assistant manager who I experienced in one of my workshops the first day he came in. And let me just say, just rough around the edges uh, yeah. to be nice. Uh, this this guy was, you know, kind of grumbly and um, eh, why am I here? And uh, I was made to come to this class. And a couple of months later, um, what I one of the things that I try to do is work in our stores, volunteer in our stores, just to lend support and kind of get to know our associates. Mm-hmm. And so I was in his store and I was working alongside him, and he he was excited to, that I was coming to work kind of for him that day. And uh, so we were there in the in the back room, and what I what I witnessed and observed was not the grumbly person that came into my workshop. I I observed a leader. I observed somebody who was engaging his his associates, and you know it was it, it almost shocked me. Um, you know because of what I experienced before. Yeah. Now when I first came to Goodwill, I did a tour of all the of all the locations and I met him and I asked him what his career aspirations were. And he was, you know, kind of ambivalent and didn't really know what he wanted to do. I, while I was working at his store, you know, a year later, 
I asked him the same thing. I said, so what are your, what are your ambitions? I, I'm seeing some good stuff here in the back room. I, you know, it looks like you're, you know, you have the leadership skills and he was like, yeah, well, you know what? I could see myself, you know, becoming a store manager. Of, wow. Hey, I, he said, I even could see myself doing what you do. And I'm like, you know what? I could see that too. And can I share some observations with you? And he's like, yeah, what? I was like, you know, the way that you approached me that first day that you came into to the class, I was like, we need to work on that a little bit. You know, yeah. <laughs> you were, I said, you were kind of grumbly and I, you know, I was taken aback. He's like, well, Everett, I've been at every other workshop that you've offered. And it, it, as you can see, I'm trying to, yeah. I'm trying to implement what you teach. And I'm like, you know, my heart just warmed. I, yeah. I, you know, that was hearing him express, you know, that he'd been in on these workshops and that he was working hard trying to implement what he was doing. And I actually observed a different person yeah. than who walked into that room. That, um, that was just a great experience uh, yeah. for me. And, and he's, he's thriving right now. He, um, we have moved him to a new location, uh, because, you know, we want him to kind of spread his leadership in that location. And I'm looking forward to more, um, more from him later. So if I understand you correctly, this is an individual who since July of last year came in a little bit, um, reluctantly and has now excelled in seven months or five months. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had it in him. Oh, wow. Yeah. He needed, you know, sometimes going through a workshop or an experience like that just gives you a different perspective. And I, I don't, maybe somebody didn't pay attention to that before, or somebody didn't give him those, those observations. Like I said, he had, he had uh, subsequently participated in a couple of our other workshops. And I think through those workshops, he had a couple of aha experiences. He, you know, he wanted to be, be a better leader than what he, what he was. You know, it it sounds ever, it sounds like part of what you're doing is looking out for people and saying, you know, because maybe not everybody wants to come to the workshop, right? Not, maybe not everybody's interested, but it takes somebody to, to reach out and say, Hey, you have an opportunity. If you would just maybe listen for for a second and maybe, and maybe take it. Would you say that part of your job is just maybe looking out for people? Absolutely. One one thing that drives my work in this area is I take learning very seriously. I have been afforded a lot of opportunities. Uh, a lot of people have helped me, a lot of mentors. I've been, you know, I've participated in a lot of learning experiences. I went through GII senior leader program. And that was a very transformative experience for me. And so when I look at other people in the workplace and I see somebody who who may not be reaching their full potential or they don't believe that they have what it takes to move into a leadership role, I want to help them realize they are they are a learner. They are learning and they are a leader. And so I like to ignite that spark within somebody, you know, because some people's spark, it's a little dim. And I like to be the one to expose them to a new way of thinking so that it gets them out of that mindset of I'm not a good leader into a mindset of, hey, I I can do this. And 
you know, I want to move on. I had a couple of those experiences when I was first in the workforce. I remember I was, when I first started out in the industry, you probably remember, I used to do meetings for Goodwill. I wasn't always in leadership. And so the industry organization that I belong to, uh, Meeting Professionals International, I joined that organization and I happened to join a committee and the committee chairs, they're like, hey, we want you to be a committee chair next year. And I'm like, okay, well, that sounds good. That's I can do that. And they said to me, you know, we see you as we see you as chapter president one one of these years. Wow. And I was like, I could never be chapter president. Three years later, I was chapter president and yeah. couldn't believe it. So, you know, a lot of a lot of people, you know, they don't know what they don't know. They don't yeah. realize the impact that they can have. So I try to help help in that manner. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. And so as I listen to to this story and and the fact that you've been afforded opportunities and you want to make sure that all these other people are also afforded uh, similar opportunities, I have the question, this venture that that, that you guys have started, this opportunity, this program here at at Goodwill in, in coastal Virginia, what makes this the solution? What why is this venture vital uh, for people? It's vital for people in that I think a lot of, you know, Goodwill has always focused on, you know, executive development, senior leader development. A couple of years ago, we realized we'd be um, losing a lot of baby boomers. They would be retiring. And so we, we focused a lot of effort on um, that top tier. I think now we're starting to realize that there's a portion of our or a segment of our workforce that has not been getting that attention. And so, you know, you have me going to Central Virginia, you have Arizona hiring a leadership and development person and developing a team there. You have Rochester that has a full leadership team. People are starting to see that leadership development and learning is important across the organization, not only at those executive levels, but at those middle level and frontline manager levels as well. So I think, you know, that's what's vital here. And the fact that we have not only the workshops and the learning experiences, but these career advisors in place. Think of it like when you were in K through 12, yeah. You had teachers, uh, but you also had a guidance counselor that probably helped you with your, you know, college admissions application or helping you find a, you know, part-time job or what have you. Yeah. If you went to college, you had a, co- a, a an advisor in college. This is sort of like that that same concept. A lot of organizations, they may have HR, but they don't necessarily have people that are really focused on coaching and mm. giving advice. And that's someone that's not your supervisor. Look, you, you talked about looking out for you. Our career advisors take that same care that I take and um, they look out for people when they see somebody's not flourishing or when they see somebody um, that may be a little frustrated or may want a different opportunity. Yeah. The career advisors are there to say, Hey, have you taken this leadership workshop? Have you, worked on your resume, what else, you know, can I do to help you get to the next level, whether it be within Goodwill and whether it be with Goodwill 
or whether it be with another organization, because we are, we, we don't care if it's within our organization or without, like if, if you yep. want to move into a different organization or a different career path altogether, we want to make sure that we were the ones that got you prepared for that. No, I love it. It's something I'll just ask you, do, do you think that what you're doing is addressing a gap in reaching out to maybe a forgotten or an unseen population? I think so. I think so. When when I was at um, Goodwill Industries International, I had the opportunity to work with our donated goods retail team and consult with some organizations on changes they were doing. And one of the things that I observed was a lot of our store managers, a lot of our assistant managers, uh, you know, they probably got into their positions because they were really good at what they did. Yeah. And then they became store managers and somebody forgot to tell them, oh, guess what? You're going to have to lead people too. And they didn't have the skills to do that. They they were used to a certain way of being led. They were used to a certain way of getting it done. Elias, you and I know that individual contributors, you know, being an individual contributor is not the same as managing a team. Yeah. Um, there's different skills that you need there. Um, those soft or essential skills, you know, that a lot of people take for granted. Well, you'll just learn that on the job. Well, yeah. you know what? It's hard to learn that on the job because nobody's giving you a, a you know, a framework or a blueprint yeah. to help you with that. So, no, it's yeah. so true. We have a company. We've gone through several uh, managers. We've gone through several employees, and I, I can remember taking an individual and taking them from a position where you know they're on the line. Let's say right there, mm-hmm. they're maybe a software developer or, or whatever, and they, mm-hmm. they demonstrated that they are responsible and they demonstrated. And I, I have a, a specific individual in mind right now where you know I said, "Hey, would you like to be you know in a position of leadership in, in inside the company?" And they said, "Yeah, Elias, I, I would love to have that opportunity." You know. I would love to be able to to be in the in that role, and then they get into the role, and it's almost like it's unfair because they don't have the the what we call the soft skills that you call the hard skills, right? The uh, being able to to manage. And I remember having this individual come to me, and we were having a meeting, and they were saying, "Listen, I think you need to maybe let this developer go." And I said, "Whoa, whoa, why, why, why are we letting go of developers, right?" And long story short, this individual thought that this other developer was lazy, and that you know if they weren't contributing. You go and have a conversation with the developer, right? Have you had a conversation? I haven't had a conversation. Let's go talk to the developer. Can you explain to us what you're doing? Oh yeah, I'm researching how to do this next project uh, because there was nothing on my plate to do right now. And it was a miscommunication. Like he ran out of work to do. He should have said something. He didn't do something. But you know what? He was already looking at the next project. I'm with you, I guess is what I'm saying, right? We put people in positions and don't always give them the the, the soft skills that they need to uh, to, to move forward. Let me ask you this. If people wanted to get involved with the, with the program more, or if they wanted to contribute uh, to, to, to what you're, you're doing, and maybe I'm guessing that you maybe have people that, that can come in and mentor people and maybe participate in this program. If they wanted to get in touch with you, how, how would they do that? Yeah. So uh, Goodwill Academy of Virginia, one of um, our longer term goals is to you know make it accessible to other organizations because here's the thing when we send people to other we, like when people finish with us and they go to another organization i want to make sure those organizations are taking as good a care of of that individual as what as yeah. we did 
And so Goodwill Academy of Virginia, if someone wanted to participate in our workshops and um, our offerings, we can make that available. And really, you know, if you, you know, catch me on LinkedIn, um, you know, Goodwill, Goodwill of Central and Coastal Virginia's website, um, I'm listed there on the leadership team page. Uh, we can help out there and uh, and get uh, people the, the, the training that yeah. uh, would be would be helpful, especially with the soft and essential skills. That's, uh, that's where we're, I think we're making a difference. Good, 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 good. So you personally, right? So you've got an EDD, Everett. Mm -hmm. Um, you are, you're a bright guy. Uh, Mm -hmm. you have a, you have a very good education and, um, I imagine you could get a a position in business just about anywhere that that you wanted. Why, why goodwill And, and why, why mission oriented? So let me back up and just tell you a little bit, a a little story about that. Um, I'm probably a statistic that shouldn't be. I grew up in a not so great part of the neighborhood. Um, My parents did not go to college. So I was a first generation college student, did not do that well in my undergraduate. I had a really good time. I, you know, was engaged in student activities and had my share of parties, but academically was not prepared for that undergraduate experience. So me having a doctorate is sort of, you know, a unique experience. Um, I remember one of my uh, supervisors, uh, you know, I wanted, I originally wanted to work in higher ed, higher education and University of Maryland, where I went, had a really good what they call student affairs program. And uh, the person who uh, worked in uh, my director of orientation, she's like, Everett, I love you to death, but you don't have the GPA to compete to get into this program. And, you know, my heart was kind of broken. I'm like, well, what do I do? Well, guess what? I'm doing what I'm doing higher ed work. but for adult learners. And I tell you, I've always worked for nonprofits. Um, I spent one year, I spent one year working at a hotel in the corporate environment. And that year, my wife and I were expecting our first kid. And I was like, you know, this isn't sustainable. I want to be an engaged father. I want to be active. I don't want to miss, you know, soccer practice or cheer practice or competitions. And so I made the, you know, I've always worked in a nonprofit association environment. And one of the things, you know, the mission has attracted me to a lot of the nonprofits that I've worked for. And Goodwill's mission certainly uh, dovetails with my, you know, personal mission and purpose to help people uh, learn and develop, um, especially those who have barriers or other uh, abilities or disabilities to work. So, you know, it matches my, it matches my lifestyle. It matches who I am as a person, it's a perfect fit. I can't imagine working in the corporate environment uh, after working for yeah. uh, three or four nonprofits that I've worked with. That's wonderful. Uh, you've been getting this uh, venture up and running for the last uh, last half year. What, what's a good day look like, Everett? What, do, you have a, do you have maybe uh, a day that in your head that you remember, hey, this was a good day? You know, I, it's so funny. I don't know. I don't know if I think of good days. I think of good experiences. Yeah. And the story that I shared about our assistant manager when I worked in his store and I saw 
the leader that he was and when I shared with him yeah. uh, sort of my observations and he said, you know, Everett, I'm trying to implement everything that you've taught good. in the classes. He's like, I want to be like you. I want to, I want to do that was a good day. Um, and I've had, I've had plenty of those. Uh, the other day, one of um, the f- uh, former, uh, one of my former EDP cohort members sent me a text about an activity we did and executive development that she was able to take and implement uh, sort of right off the shelf and just thank me for, I guess, introducing her to that activity. Yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of the EDP cohort members are now becoming CEOs, which is awesome. You know, it makes yeah. me feel good. I had a role in helping that individual uh, get to where they are. It, it, that those are good days for me. Uh, you know, I, I love facilitating workshops. Um, I, my energy feeds off the group. And yeah. so when people are engaged and talking in a room and the, the amp level goes up in the room because they're, they're so engaged, uh, that is what, uh, that is what fills my heart. That's wonderful. So we, we ask everybody the same question. What, what what does a bad day look like and, and how do you how do you work through that? Yeah. So I guess similar to the good day, I don't necessarily have bad days, but yeah. you know, bad experiences. When when I think of someone who has potential and let's say their supervisor's not giving them the care and feeding that they need. They're not letting them go to workshops. Or I hear of a manager that does not have the skills or does not have those soft or essential skills that we're talking about and the, and won't do anything about it like they won't take a class they feel yep. like they're oh, they've they've arrived because they're a manager they they feel like I'm where I need to be and I don't need to you know learn anymore those are some of the experiences that you know kind of um you know, where the other experiences warm my heart, the, those are the experiences that kind of break my heart. And, you know, I just want to reach out to those individuals and say, you know what, if you just just give us a chance, take yeah. this workshop, take this learning experience, and let's talk about if it changed your mind or not. That's how I get through it. I, You know, I know everybody has their own timeline. You know, all three of my kids have their own timeline. Yeah. Everybody is not necessarily, um, you know, we talk about adults being ready and willing to learn. You know, you can lead somebody to the water, but you can't make them drink that water. Yeah. Same thing with adult learning. If adults are not ready and willing to learn, they you're going to get pushback. So everybody has their own their own journey, their own venture, and so my job is really to figure out where they kind of are in that journey and that adventure, yeah. and see how I can move them along further in that adventure or journey. No, I love it. All right, so as we wrap up, uh, we have two questions that we ask everybody uh, as you are paying it forward, right? Which book? has impacted or contributed to your success and why? I'm going to give you two books. All right. But they're both they're both by the same author. Okay, go for it. Um, 
So the first book is Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. Okay. Um, it was her book, Daring Greatly, that helped me establish a framework for my dissertation. I was really interested in why some people love to learn and some people don't like to learn. Okay. And when she talked about vulnerability, I was like, oh, I think there's a connection there. I think there's okay. a connection between vulnerability and learning. And so she, that gave me that gave me a framework uh, to to kind of rest my dissertation on. Okay. And then her one of her other books, Dare to Lead, helped me finish my dissertation. <laughs> um, you, you know, what, the, the chapters four and five are the hardest chapters to write, and you write them after you've done all your research. Okay. And, and I was stuck. I was like, I was, I was in tears. I was almost ready to quit my doctorate. And my wife is like, you are not quitting. We have paid too much money for this. <laughs> you better find a way to finish. And uh, Brene Brown's uh, Dare to Lead had come out at that point. Read Dare to Lead. I'm like, oh, I know how I want to finish this, this dissertation. Um, so yeah, those two books had a huge impact on me. Second question. If you could go back in time to a younger you, what advice mm -hmm. would you give yourself? Yeah. So I was asked that question on another podcast that I did, and I think I surprised uh, the podcast host. So I hope I don't surprise you with this. Okay. Uh, I would like, I, I would advise myself to get into a little bit more trouble. I was, I, so you don't really, you don't get, I was that kid. I was that kid that always sat up front. I was that kid that everybody was like, oh, the teachers just love you. You never get in trouble. And I never did get in trouble. And yeah. I think I, I think I missed out on some key learnings had I gotten in trouble. Um, you know, a little bit, not a little bit of major trouble, trouble yeah. just a little bit enough to, enough to learn. Um, that would be my advice is I, you know, I was pretty tightly wound as a kid and, you know, I wish I, I, I would have got a little bit more dirty and played and, and, yeah. and got into a little bit more trouble. So, so I have to ask you, you have three kids. Is this the advice yes. you give them as well? You, you know, you, well, you need to get it. It's what I've learned from them because they've gotten into, they've gotten into trouble and guess what they've all turned out fine. I have a twenty six, a twenty two, and a twenty year old, and yeah. and even though they had they got into more trouble than let's say I did, they are better for it. They are you know they've made me proud as a father. Good, good. Everett, thank you so much for taking the time to spend with us today, and uh, I really appreciate. I love the I love what you're doing. I love the fact that that you have you have an advanced degree. Uh, you have you, you have the world in front of you, and what you've chosen to do is is to help others, and uh, that definitely is the business of more. And I, I appreciate uh, talking to you today. Well, thank you for inviting me, Elias. This has been this has been a really good uh, conversation. Wonderful. I hope you have a great day. That was great. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome.